0: Good evening once again and welcome to worship. Today is of course Palm Sunday and we've no doubt been reflecting on the magnificent reception that Jesus received from the people of Jerusalem when he fulfilled Zechariah's prophecy by riding into the city on the back of a donkey. Sadly of course the people very quickly changed their tune and we all know what happened just five days later. We'll be reflecting on the events of Good Friday very shortly. But there was never any doubt in God's view, nor need there be any in ours, when we read this passage from Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 to 14. In the past God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days he spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, And through whom also he made the universe. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs for to which of the angels did god ever say you are my son today i've become your father or again i will be his father and he will be my son and again when god brings forth his firstborn into the world he says let all god's angels worship him in speaking of the angels he says he makes his angels' spirits and his servants' flames of fire. But about the sun, he says, Your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. He also says, In the beginning, Lord, you laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will roll them up like a robe, like a garment they'll be changed. But you remain the same, and your years will never end. To which of the angels did God ever say, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? We'll be thinking on the significance of Jesus to our lives today, later on in our meeting. Especially at this strange and difficult time for us all. But firstly, let's sing together a great song of praise and commitment. It's number 987 in the songbook. We'll work till Jesus calls. Now as we come together in prayer, I want us all to really focus all our attentions on Jesus. And we're going to use that beautiful chorus, Turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace in the songbook it's number 445 and then after we've sung lieutenant hugh dutfield who's my corps officer here at lincoln is going to lead us all in prayer
1: Good evening. It seems like um, really strange times that we're living in. I've just come from the drop-in at the core, uh, and even that seems a strange affair at the moment with the guys. A bit confused as to what day of the week it is, and what time of the day it is. But this evening, as we share prayer together, my daughter has given me a prayer that I'd like to share, particularly today, as it's Palm Sunday. I want to use your imaginations, if you can, as we share prayer this evening. Many of us would have otherwise been in a church service this morning where we, we would have been given a palm cross. I just want you to imagine, if you can, a cross of some sort in your hand as we share this prayer together. You can stand, kneel, lie down, whatever takes your preference, as we share together as we hold our imaginary cross to the north, the direction from which the cold winds come. And we pray for all who experience life as a bitter wind, those suffering today because of the coronavirus, isolation, broken relationships, painful memories, lost hope, low self-esteem. Lord, I just pray that you be with them all today. As we hold our crosses, or we'll imagine them to the east, where the sun rises, and we pray for all who wait for a new day. Lord, Lord, I want to pray for those struggling for peace or justice, those longing for good news and answers to their prayers, those accepting a new challenge in these difficult times. Father, wherever they are today, just be amongst them as we hold or imagine our crosses to the south, the direction from where we hear stories of severe poverty, South and Central America, Africa, the Indian subcontinent. We pray for all who struggle to make ends meet, wherever they are, those whose land produces no harvest, those whose land and labour produces no reward. Children who have to work to feed their family. Servant King, be with them this day. And as we hold our crosses to the west, where the sun sets, and we pray for all those who are facing darkness, those who are ill in body, mind or spirit, those whose lives in this world are ending, those who want their lives to end, those who have lost their faith, those caught up in war, Those who live in fear. Those who are being abused or trafficked. Lord, whatever their circumstances, be with them this day. And as I close this time of prayer, I want to think of those in our own court at Lincoln who are suffering at the moment. There are many who have loved ones who are far from well. I just pray for them right now. Pray for the families that are unable to see them. Times when people want to see loved ones most, they're unable to do so. Father, I want to pray for one particular family whose father passed away recently and had to attend a funeral on Friday with just the close family. Father, just be with that family where they are right now. And as I close, I want to leave all these prayers and thoughts in your loving and caring Um, arms. Amen.
0: Now let's continue our theme of praise together by singing song number 162. Again, we can focus on the Lord and give him all the glory as we sing. Blessed Lamb of Calvary, thou hast done great things for me. Thou art a mighty saviour. wondered what it must have been like to be there on that first Palm Sunday. One of the crowds in Jerusalem welcoming this great hero Jesus into the city, riding humbly on the back of a donkey. And yet the people raised their voices together, shouted and cheered and waved palms in the air. Well, it's not for us to be there. But the children are going to sing for us this evening. We're going to hear that lovely old song, Tell Me the Stories of Jesus. And in particular, that third verse that says, Into the city I'd follow the children's band, Waving a branch of a palm tree high in my hand. Sunday Jesus was a real hero and I hope he continues to be your hero and will be right the way through your lives. We're going to enjoy another time of testimony now and we've had some great times over the last couple of weeks with people sharing their testimonies with us and it's going to be no different today. So let's turn to song number 898 or perhaps chorus number 898 in our books and we're going to follow Jesus by singing this song. There's joy in following Jesus every day.
2: name is Anne Gerrish and I am an adherent at the Penzance Corps in the Devon and Cornwall Division in the UK Territory. I believe Penzance is the most westerly corps, but I am sure somebody will put me right. I was awake at quarter past five this morning and as I led there in vain trying to get back off to sleep, I thought gosh two days ago this would have been quarter past four as of course the clocks sprung forward at the weekend. And as I led there, I was thinking what to do with my time and then it came to my mind I thought how many people normally say there's just not enough hours in the day but of course at the moment we're thinking there are too many hours in the day and this chorus came to mind all my days and all my hours all my will and all my powers all the passion of my soul not a fragment but the whole shall be thine dear lord shall be thine, dear Lord. And as I led there, I thought, what would I do with my hours? Because at the moment, both myself and my partner are having to go to work as we are both key workers for the NHS. I work in a GP surgery and he is a non-emergency ambulance driver. And I thought, well, what do I do with my time? And what do you do with yours? Maybe you could write that letter that you've been meaning to write to a friend or ring up that person who really need to hear your voice or do that jigsaw that's been unfinished for six months or even that one that's been hiding in the wardrobe since Great Aunt Maud sent it to you six Christmases ago. Anyway, as I was getting ready this morning, another song came to mind. Take time to be holy, speak oft with thy Lord. Abide in him always and feed on his word. Make friends of God's children, help those who are weak, forgetting in nothing, his blessing to seek. That really spoke to me, especially help those who are weak. In my job, I speak to a lot of people that are very frightened, very concerned at this time and feeling very weak. I just pray that I will be able to do something in some small way to help this time And, of course, forgetting in nothing his blessing to seek Amen.
0: Thank you, Anne, for your testimony, and I'm sure we've all been encouraged by what you've said. We're going to sing another chorus now, and it's number 235. And this is a chorus that was much used in the old music schools in Cobham Hall, back in the days when the music director was Colonel Norman Bearcroft. Able to save. (laughs)
3: brought up in the Salvation Army from the age of seven in Williamstown in the Rhondda Valley, South Wales. I played in the band, I sang in the singing company and the Songsters but the one thing I remember most of all is an adherent called Edgar. Every Sunday night for the Salvation meeting Edgar was there. He was of limited mental intellect but was desperate to give his testimony and so his two sisters who didn't come to the army, taught him a simple testimony. I thank God I'm saved, and I'm carrying on the heaven-bound Christian journey, and if there's anyone here who hasn't sought and found the Lord, they can do it tonight. I've heard many testimonies and many great sermons since those days. Strangely, the only one I can remember is the one given by Edgar. And it taught me many things, one of which was, you know, sometimes God doesn't need us to do big things. Simple word, a simple action can have an impact on people for the rest of their lives. Certainly Edgar did me. As for my journey, well, I went from the Rhondda Valley to the Salvation Army at Wood Green in North London, to the Church of England in Guildford, to the Church of Ireland in Killalay County Down where I've been for the last 20 years. If you told me when I was a teenager in the Ronda Valley, I would end up in Killalake County Down, I would have laughed. But that was God's plan. And here I am today. And there have been various things I've done in the church here. But recently, the rector came to me and said that we needed to record a service because our church is closed. Fortunately... I persuaded him not to use my iPhone, but rather that I remembered a boy I taught in Sunday school whose father was a professional cameraman and we should talk to him. And now we're producing two professional services every week and I spend my week promoting them on social media. Again, an unexpected turn in the journey that God had planned for me. The amazing thing is we have more people now attending online services and hearing the gospel than we would if we were in normal conditions. They say that God moves in mysterious ways. And even in these most dire of times, I see his hand. I thank God I'm saved and I'm carrying on that heaven-bound Christian journey. And if you haven't found the Lord, you can do it tonight.
0: My thanks go again to Anne and Tony, who've shared their words with us today. If you want to take part in one of these testimony periods in future weeks, then just record your testimony using your telephone or a tablet or a computer and send it to me either through Facebook Messenger or mark at markharry.com. That's Mark, of course, with a C. And we'll be able to use your testimony in future weeks. Quite appropriately, for the circumstances that we find ourselves in at the moment, we're going to concentrate for the rest of this evening's meeting on rest. I wonder how you'd have thought or how you'd have reacted if, towards the end of last year, someone had come up to you and said, I think you need a rest. How about taking three months off early next year? I guess, for many of us, that would have been quite an exciting prospect. Certainly something that would grab our interest. And yet, because of the circumstances of our world, we've found ourselves in exactly that position. Unless you work for the National Health Service or in retail, very few other jobs, the likelihood is that you've been spending a great deal more time than usual at home lately. We're going to talk about that a little bit more later on. But I want us to let that word rest be our focus. And the songsters are going to sing to us a beautiful setting of some older words. I heard the voice of Jesus say, come unto me and rest.
4: Peace
0: Our second Bible reading this evening is taken from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 11, verses 25 to 30. Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you've hidden things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. The band are going to play for us this evening a beautiful piece of music written by Wilf Heaton. Called My Treasure, it features three old Salvation Army songs. And all three songs in the selection speak of the soul resting in the Saviour's love and care. Tranquility is, therefore, the main feature. The first and last songs, I Am Resting and My Treasure, were composed by bandmaster George Marshall. And the words of the third song, written by Annie Sage, are Resting so sweetly in my Saviour's care. He's always with me. Joys and griefs to share. He leads me gently, gives me grace and power. Through him I victory in the darkest, darkest hour. My Treasure When the highlight of your week is clearing out the garden shed, you know that A, you're desperate to get out of the house and do something, or B, you love gardening and tidying up a lot more than I do. So when, on Tuesday this week, I pushed my way into the said shed, armed with plastic storage tubs and black bin liners, you'd be right to guess that A was the right answer. In our house, with two very active, energetic and lively little girls running around and demanding attention, there are only a few ways of keeping them quiet. One has been by doing the school lessons that have replaced their usual nursery and creche visits. Another is watching endless repeats of their favourites on CBeebies. That's the BBC service especially for small children. And thirdly, if all else fails then it's yet another showing of Moana or Frozen, when they happily sing about building a snowman or telling us all to let it go. So on Tuesday, when the early spring sun shone in Lincolnshire for a while, we were all able to escape the front room at least for a couple of hours and enjoy some time in the back garden. Socially distanced from our neighbours and the rest of the outside world. And when we'd finished, both I and the girls needed a nice, cleansing and relaxing bath. Followed by a good rest. Rest is one of those things we often talk about needing, isn't it? And yet, when we're given a rest, lots of us don't really know how to deal with it or what to do with ourselves. My dad was a Corps officer for most of his working life, and I remember once that he decided we were going to have a holiday at home. Now, any Salvation Army officer would tell you this is a very bad idea. Firstly, the phone doesn't go on holiday, and we soon discovered that if the good folk from the Corps could still get hold of you, then they would. On the second day of our holiday, Dad went to visit an elderly member of the Corps who'd been taken into hospital. By the third day of the holiday, Dad was going out fetching bags of jumble for the jumble sale. And by Thursday, we'd all given up and went to songs to practice. Well, most of us, all the way around the world right now, are in a different sort of place from any that we've ever known before. The viral pandemic that's sweeping the globe has led to governments, to varying degrees of strictness, put in their countries on lockdown. We're allowed to go for a walk to get some exercise, as long as we don't stop too close to talk to anybody else. We're allowed to go shopping once a week if we really need to. And we can't go and visit family, friends or anyone else, for that matter. We can't even get out to church. And there are so many aspects of our lives that we're missing at the moment that we never even thought of as being a privilege in the first place. All these things that we'd taken for granted when suddenly and enforcedly stopped have become the things that we desperately can't wait to resume. Some have said for many years that life goes by too fast. That we're all too busy at school, at work, at the army. That we just don't have time to enjoy the beauty of wildlife. The spring blossoms bursting into pink and white flower on the trees. Just looking up and seeing the incredible shapes made by clouds as they drift across the beautiful blue sky. Well, right now, we do have time. Time for lots of things that perhaps we don't usually have time for. Families have started eating together again, for the first time in generations. Maybe not always sat at the dining table like years gone by, but at least in the same room and at the same time, talking to each other and enjoying each other's company. Have you stopped at all in the last few weeks to ask the Lord what he wants for us during this enforced sabbatical? I saw a piece of writing this week that suggested that Jesus might be speaking to us through the pandemic, saying, I will help people slow down their lives and learn to appreciate what really matters. I will teach my children to rely on me and not the world. I will teach my people to trust me and not their money and material resources. Now, doesn't that put a different perspective on what we're going through now? It's like a new personal translation to everyone alive in 2020 of the Bible reading that we shared earlier. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Isn't that amazing? So whether you're 15 years old, 45 years old or 85 years old, here we all are, treated the same by the everyday needs of life in April 2020. It makes no difference at all if you're a merchant banker, a penniless single parent, or a waiter in a currently closed restaurant. Everyone has to follow the same rules. Everyone, for this one period in our lifetimes, is equal. Not only in the eyes of God, but in the eyes of the world too. We're all just ordinary people, stuck at home, socially distanced or self-isolating, just waiting for this thing to go away and let us get back to normal. Ironic, isn't it? A few months ago, we might have said we were bored with the normal and crying out for a rest. Jesus knows. And I think right now he wants each of us, his precious children, to come to him Just like my children come to me when they're tired and upset, for a hug, for reassurance, for a smile that says, it'll be okay. I hope in your hearts that you know, with full blessed assurance, that if we continue to trust him, it will be okay. Some of us, of course, will sadly be affected more than others. I'm already aware of a few salvationists whose lives have been taken by this virus. We're not immune from the effects of this any more than MPs, doctors and, yes, even members of the royal family. Like I said last week, there's no promise of an easy life just because we call ourselves Christians. But at least we know the one who can comfort can heal and restore, and the one who makes sense of it all. So let each of us use this time of rest. Let's use it to get closer to God. Let's use it to appreciate those who are closest to us. Let's use it to put our normal lives into some sort of perspective. And let's use it to, wherever possible, help other people to do the same. One of my bandsmen on the telephone this week said to me, more people are praying than I've done for years because of this virus. Maybe they'll even come to know the Lord. Well, hallelujah to that. If we rest in the Lord now, then when the time comes for us to recommence all the things that we can't do at the moment we will be able to go about these things refreshed, reinvigorated, and with the knowledge of his power and presence in our lives like never before. So I say once more, rest. But rest with Jesus during this hiatus. May we all be, as that beautiful chorus reads... Resting so sweetly in my Saviour's care. He's always with me, joys and griefs to share. He leads me gently, gives me grace and power. Through him my victory in the darkest, darkest hour. As we listen to that chorus being sung, Let's each of us come to the Lord and ask him to give us that rest. Let's ask him to recharge our batteries and to fit us as effective witnesses for him in the world in which we are and in the world that we will once again inhabit once all this comes to an end. So that we may bring people into the same knowledge of the love, peace, and rest of Jesus that we experience ourselves. We're going to close our meeting this evening with another reflective song. A song in which we pour out our hearts to Jesus and tell him how wonderful he is. It's a song that was written many, many years ago now by Colonel Arthur Arnott from Australia and one which has been for many generations a favourite among Salvationists. It's number 502 in our books. Jesus, thou art everything to me. And before we close with a benediction, I'd like to thank the following who've all taken part in and enhanced our worship this evening. The International Staff Band and Songsters. The Upper Norwood, Bristol Eastern, London, Ontario and Camberwell Citadel Bands. Len Ballantyne, the Sunbury Junior Singers and the York Minster Songsters. God bless you all. And now, Lord, fill us with your peace. Fill us with your love and let your grace, your peace and heaven's richest and choicest blessings go with us until we meet like this again. Amen.